Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to another captaincy video from Fantasy Football Scout. It's double game week time again. This time Leeds and Southampton play twice. Um, so they play each other at the end of game week 25 while Leeds also play Wolves and Southampton face Chelsea. My name is Joe and joining me is David to look at the best armband options for double game week 25. David, how are you? Yeah, very excited actually to be honest because it's been ages since I've been on one of these videos. It's just been so uh, mm. busy with all the double game weeks we've had and, and all the midweek game weeks. And yeah. I, I, I counted, I think it's 12, like about 13 now, I think, game weeks since December the 5th. And it's been incredibly bonkers and uh, it hasn't always been time to squeeze in video appearances. So uh, it's good to be back. Yes. Is it, I, mean, it's, I mean, it's a double game week this week, but it's felt like that, you know, even though they've divided it into two game weeks, it's like <laughs> deadline Tuesday. Deadline Friday or Saturday, following Tuesday. It's just been relentless with football almost every night. Um, so sometimes, yeah. And, and obviously as fantasy managers, we have to you know, watch Burnley play and things like that. <laughs> so um, that's the way it is. Uh, but that was double game week 24, where Burnley, of course, playing twice. Um, yeah, just before we look at some of the key options, uh, understand that uh, Fantasy Football Scouts working with Fan Team and there's a Champions League game open. So David, what's that about? Yeah, so as you say, we're working with Fan Team now, and they've got a Champions League game that's um, that's open. And of course, the Champions League is back um, tonight on on Tuesday night. Um, so the Champions League game um, has two hundred fifty thousand euros worth of prizes, and twenty five thousand euros goes to first place. Uh, it's a knockout stages game, so it doesn't matter if you missed the group games; you can still get involved. Uh, you know, no problem. Um, as if, uh, as if it was starting anew. Uh, the link is in the description if you want more information. And it's eighteen plus. And if you are going to be involved, then make sure to be gamble aware. And you can visit begambleaware.org for more information on that as well. Okay, looks good. Looks good. Um, let's move on to um, matters to do with FPL double game week twenty five. Um, I think this team are going to be um, top of the bill really for most people when it comes to captaincy decisions. I suppose they can't stop attacking. And they've got two game weeks as well. So let's start with Leeds. Let's have a look at them. So what I've got, I've got some stats on the screen. This is last four game weeks. Um, Wolves and Southampton are their opponents. Both have been quite porous at the back. Quite obliging defences. Um, looks a great time to attack, to invest in a Leeds attacker and captain one of them. But which one? Um, so first of all, you know, are Leeds options possibly the best captaincy options? And... Which one? I've got some stats up on the screen, so we'll come to them in a bit. 
Yeah, so on the surface, Leeds do look like the place to go. And I'd, I'd, be, I'd booked in Bamford to be my captain for this game week. A couple of weeks ago, I'd even been considering the triple captaincy, which I don't think I'm going to go with now. Um, but, you know, at least it was on my mind. Um, of the two teams, yes, you've got to say that their fixtures look better. Uh, playing um, Southampton, who've been, you know, conceding a fair bit recently, uh, and Wolves, whereas Southampton obviously have to play Chelsea as well. So um, across the game week as a whole, you'd sort of fancy Leeds in that scenario. Um, now, the, the, the problem is right now that I don't really know what the situation is on Calvin Phillips, which is annoying because that, for me, underpins this whole thing. And, um, you know, I've not been on these videos for a while and I'm straight back in already, like, kind of poo-pooing the best options, which I feel like is my MO, to be honest. But, like, um, without, without Phillips, they are really not the same team. He is the guy that holds the whole thing mm. together both defensively and going forward. I mean, the defensive impact is kind of obvious. Yeah. Uh, everybody knows about it, really. Like, um, he's missed five games this year, game week six, seven and eight, 19 and 24. Uh, and in those games, um, they, to be fair, in the first of those, they beat Villa 3-0 at Villa Park. So, you know, I haven't started that well. But in the other games, you know, they lost 4-1 to Leicester, 4-1 to Crystal Palace. I mean, that takes some doing. Mm. They lost 1-0 to Brighton, which you as a Brighton fan could probably mm. also say that takes some doing as well. That was and their, course, their pitch was also a factor in that. But yeah, 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 true as well. Yeah. Uh, and, but then obviously they've lost to Arsenal as well, 4-2. Yeah. They got absolutely mowed over in the first mm. half. And um, so the defensive impact is, is, is obvious. But there is a little bit of an impact on, on going forward as well because a player like him, he's a player who, when he's got the ball, he plays those defense splitting passes like a like a quarterback throwing a touchdown in a in an NFL game it just takes out like nine players in one go and puts someone clear through either through the middle or you know in in the wings and just and really gets them going and so then it, it, it you know Bamford's uh what he's done in those five games he's he's blanked in three of those five games um so I yeah it makes me a bit worried about him over the last four matches Bamford ironically enough is top of the league for shots on target but in the Arsenal game he had just one shot all game and and no Leeds player had more than one shot so you in that game you had Bamford Costa mm. Dallas Harrison and Strouk okay. they all had a shot uh but they all only had one Wow. So that that's that's a that's a far cry from what we're used to in terms of yeah. you know they're a team that really likes to give it a go and that normally involves a lot of things a lot of players mm -hmm. doing quite a lot of okay. of, uh, of a nice attacking things and we didn't really see that anywhere near as much in in that first half and I do think a large part of that is down to Phillips not being there so to be before I get into who I think is the best Leeds option or whatever mm. I I'm going to spend a large portion of this week following the Phillips situation because if he's back and he's fine then all of a sudden I can start feeling a lot more confident about captain in Bamford or Rafinha because just for me he just he is the the absolute linchpin of that team when he's not there they're, they're just nowhere near as good okay well the stats I've got up on the screen are for the last four game weeks um, and they I've sorted them by shots on target um, but there's also other stats there, um, minutes per baseline bonus as well. So that's um, basically uh, the bonus they get for, for, for what they do apart from scoring, assisting or clean sheets. Um, it's also got you know, whether they take corners and assists and uh, chances created. What that shows is that Bamford is top for shots on target with seven. 
he is also joint top with chances created. So chances created seven, shots on target seven. So that's top on both metrics there. He started all four matches. Um, I talked talk to Seb, who is a Leeds fan on the Scoutcast recently about that. And we will talk about Leeds in more detail on the Scoutcast this week. Um, but one of the things he mentioned, I was I was concerned because Bamford had been taken off at, at around 45 minutes, 50 minutes at one one match. And I was saying, you know, is he likely to be rotated, dropped, rested? And Seb's answer was just a flat no. Bielsa is just sticks sticks with his chosen favoured a top 11 if they are injured and can't play that's why they don't play they don't just suddenly get dropped so Bamford will not get dropped so you have that security there he's had three assists two goals 12 shots in total Um, so obviously most of those are on target and he's picking up a baseline bonus um, every every 12 13 minutes or so Um, so yeah he's you know underlying stats wise a uh, great option but as you say his attacking um, threat diminishes as as do all Leeds players if Phillips isn't there Rafina is another great option he is one I am eyeing up for the captaincy as well as Bamford I think it's going to be between those two for me um, he has also created seven chances he's also he's had six shots on target started all four um, he's taken 15 corners so at an absolutely beige upside chasing level it's the bloke on corners who could get assists he's indeed got two assists and he scored once he's had 11 shots he's picking up a baseline bonus every 10 minutes so he's a midfielder so he gets more for a goal he's got really good really strong assist potential just from the basics of taking a corner and someone heading it in and he's also could get bonus basically for the jobbing stuff of showing up passing tackling etc um, so yeah, yeah he's, he's a st- strong option Very, both of those are strong options I'm considering Rafinha and yeah. just, just to add to some of the things you, you mentioned there the one thing I noticed that was really quite uh, interesting and exciting is mm. uh, well for those of us who are really dull and enjoy mm. boring stat stuff uh, I, I have a table for minutes per expected goal involvement over mm. a specific period so over the last four matches um, Bamford and Rafinha have the exact same figure so right. their minutes per XGI okay. is 165.9 mm. uh, minutes each now, when you think about just I mean, looking at the top ten, it's sort of like sixty-five point four, seventy-seven point two, ninety-eight point one. That's Aubameyang, Gundogan, and Sterling. The fact that both players have exactly the same mm. number is just mad. When you think about all the variables yeah. within that, but that for me kind of further points towards what you were saying there, in that they seem equally as likely to actually get attacking returns across that period. Um, but Rafinha is a midfield player. So then if you're looking at explosive captaincy potential, then maybe Rafinha pushes just ahead of Bamford on, on that particular metric. But also if we look at um, talking about the absence of Phillips um, in the um, in the Arsenal game, um, Rafinha created more chances in that match than any player. So yeah. even though um, Phillips diminished the sort of the goal threat for a lot of these players, Rafinha's um, assist potential wasn't damaged at all because, as you say, he's on the corner. So for, for Leeds to be comfortably second best in that game, but Rafinha be top of the charts for chances created mm. across the whole pitch, both teams, sort of to me suggests that, yeah, he will feel the loss of Phillips if Phillips isn't available less keenly than, than Bamford might. Uh, looking at them, whether Phillips is there or not there, I'm I'm going to guess that Bamford and Rafina are going to get similar points, except Rafina has a high, slightly higher potential of more because he simply gets more points from being, from being a midfielder. Yeah, exactly. But if in terms of the captaincy, we have to sort of start looking strategically and 
that horrible phrase effective ownership comes into play <laughs> and that's where we notice that our players whether we captain them or not when we captain Fernandes it's okay if you don't captain Fernandes it's actually a red arrow um, I fell 6,000 places despite owning Fernandes when he scored <laughs> the weekend um, now Bamford is in danger of getting that sort of that sort of uh, effect happening he is currently in 53 just over 53 percent of teams the bulk of those will captain him so if you don't captain Bamford there you're you, you will probably get pretty much no ranking gain from him you could possibly get a red arrow if there's a surge of um, support in people uh, drafting him in whereas as we pointed out on the scout cast last week Rafina was in under 3% of teams. If you captain that player, despite, you know, he's going to, he's going to, you know, get a surge in ownership, but he's not going to get up to 50%. Um, uh, you know, not going to be in half the teams. So if you captain him, the gains could be absolutely huge. It could be absolutely huge. Um, so that's something to bear in mind there. He is the differential pick. Um, worth mentioning Harrison. Uh, created four chances, five shots on target. If you wanted to perhaps triple up on leads and consider Harrison an ultra differential there, he's also started all four um, and he's had six six shots in total. So, you know, he's below Bamford and Rafina, but he's, you know, someone in the mix as well. Yeah, he's got a really nice matchup this weekend as, uh, for this particular, well, mm-hmm. not weekend, uh, for this game week, I should say, um, with Southampton's defence. I mean, um, Southampton's defence, we haven't really touched on that yet, have we? The, their defence has been quite obliging yeah. in, the, in, you know, the last well, four matches. I'll put the defence's figures up now, uh, actually, actually. Yes. So these yeah, are yeah. La- last four matches, all, all teams yeah. here. So, yeah, come on. So it's a joint worst for big chances conceded there, um, mm. up there with some you know really bad teams like Liverpool and Everton. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know still you know compared to everybody else, it hasn't been very good. Mm. Now digging deeper than than just the raw number, because you could look at that and think right, well Bamford and Rafinha are going to smash it, and they might. But digging deeper in terms of looking at where they're conceding these chances, um, in the last four matches, Southampton have conceded eight chances on their left flank, which is okay. actually um, the fifth best in the league mm-hmm. only f- uh, four mm-hmm. teams have conceded fewer chances on their left they've conceded nine chances through the middle which is it's good enough sort of like mid top half right but they've conceded 17 chances down mm-hmm. their right flank which is the third worst in the division mm-hmm. it's you know over double how many they've conceded on their left um you know d- nearly double what they've conceded through the middle the right flank is really really bad for them right now that's just um, remind me that's uh, where walker peters plays is that what yes that? and so walker peters has been missing and mm. walker peters is back mm. but in terms of the problems they've had in that area that's where Harrison's going to play. Okay. Is Harrison would match up against that flank. Also, Walker um, Peters, I understand, may be injured. Yeah, so he might he, mm. he might not be playing anyway. So either way, that that area of the pitch has been a problem for them. Yeah, so okay. again, if we're looking for these differentials that maybe have a decent chance, mm. um, Harrison is in form and lines up against a problem area for Southampton. Okay, that's really that's a really good piece of information there. We'll discuss that further on the Scoutcast, definitely. Um, but yeah, the um, figures I've got up on the screen, big chances conceded, last four matches. I put these up prior to the West Ham, uh, Sheffield United um, ones on, on, on uh, that took place on Monday night. This is being recorded on Tuesday morning. Um, so um, yeah, as you can see, Liverpool and Everton, uh, are the worst in terms of conceding big chances, but they've so Liverpool have conceded um, eleven big chances and their goals conceded is nine, 
and their expected goals conceded is just over seven. Whereas with Southampton, their big chances conceded is 11, but their goals conceded is 15. So when they face a big chance, they are more likely to concede. Um, although their expected goals conceded is on a par with Liverpool and Everton there. But Southampton, that did did stand out as a, an interesting stat. They're conceding a lot of big chances, but they're actually conceding more goals there. So they, they're one of two things. They're either massively unlucky or they're just really bad at conceding big chances, uh, at, at uh, keeping big chances out. Um, looking down there, Wolves. Wolves are a funny one. They can look really good at times and they can look quite poor at times. Big chances conceded six, uh, goals conceded three. And I mentioned them because Lee, um, Southampton, um, sorry, Leeds play them. And... Um, and I think if you're looking at the best matchup, as in Leeds playing Southampton and Wolves, that's probably better than Southampton's double game week, which we'll come to in a sec. Um, but yeah, interesting. And that's a really good piece of nugget about Harrison as well. Let's hope he's he's assisting uh, Bamford, uh, who will be in most of our teams, I imagine. There. Let's move on to Southampton. So a slightly trickier. It's going to be slightly trickier here. So. They have Chelsea and Leeds and the Chelsea defence has started to look quite good. I've just put those defences up again. So I'll put the Southampton stats up in a minute. So there's a sneak preview there. This is last four game weeks. So we'll come back to that in a sec. But looking at defences way down at the bottom, second best there. So Man City, the best defence in terms of conceding big chances. They conceded one <laughs> big chance. Um, but Chelsea, not too shabby either. They've conceded four, which on a par with Brighton, who have, their expected um, stats have just been turning into uh, actual um, great defensive displays recently. But Chelsea on a par there. So Chelsea have a tough, tough, tough match uh, for the Southampton attackers. Going back to the Southampton stats again. Um, Ings is absolutely top eight goal attempts he's created five chances he's had three big chances as well and he's four of his shots have been on target um, so that says to me <laughs> it's Ings is the, Ings or bust perhaps it, there's some interesting changes for the Southampton though I mean they've been hammered really really awfully another nine nine nil um, but they can pretty much beat anyone on their day especially with a player without Ings there's been some changes as well Redmond's up top um, Adams is out of the side. Ward Prowse is still Ward Prowse. Armstrong is still Armstrong. I mean, Minamino in the team as well. Minamino is in the team. There, there are captaincy options there who are playing, who are in attacking roles. But is it a case of Ings or, or no one else? Yeah, I, yeah. Ings is the only one that I'm going to consider um, if I was going to consider a Southampton player. I'm still sort of working out who I'm going to who I'm going to bring in if I'm going to bring in anyone. Um, yeah, obviously the stats that you've talked about with the players uh, there um, highlights mm. that as well, I think. Um, Minamino, maybe, as, a, as an outside bet, just simply because he's not been in that team long enough for us to get a strong statistical idea of what he can do um, on any given day. Um, I do I do think that um, the game week itself is a bit Jekyll and Hyde. It's a bit like Everton's was for this one mm. in terms of they're going to play a poor side and a great side. So you may be looking at attacking returns in one and two points in the other. By but... great side, you mean Fulham, obviously, who completely <laughs> played well, them off the park. <laughs> yeah, true, true, actually. Um, yeah, well, more more, more in terms of yeah. uh, how we can predict it, I suppose, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, because that Chelsea defence does look good. 
I'm, I, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but it might also depend on what happens with Calvin Phillips, to be honest, because um, if it's looking like he's not going to be involved, then actually Southampton have a really good chance of putting several goals past Right, Lee. okay. Um, because, again, just to go back to the, mm. the, the, the impact that he has. Now, this, this information I'm giving you now is not completely inclusive of Game Week 24 because okay. of when I did the research. But yeah. basically, when they don't have him in the team, um, then basically they've conceded... Um, uh, four big chances per game. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, sorry, 3.7 big chances per game. And they usually put in fewer clearances, blocks and interceptions as well. So they can see bigger chances and they do a worse job of even getting in the way of them. Yeah. Um, then we also look at the last four. Um, the team that's conceded the most chances through the centre of the pitch mm-hmm. is Leeds. And that last four even includes matches where, of course, Phillips mm-hmm. um, was uh, was playing. And they generally concede more through that area of the pitch than they do on the flanks anyway. And, of course, Danny Ings is right through the middle. So, um, if they don't have Phillips, but even if they do, I think that Danny Ings is just well-placed to have a big haul. So, yeah. But but then with the Chelsea game, it's it's completely yeah. the opposite end of the spectrum because they don't they don't give up as anywhere near as many chances. Yeah, I mean, when I was looking at um, just sort of comparing Southampton with, um, with Leeds... Um, I, th- I think really looking looking at the um, so I was just looking at sort of who who is a better option there in terms of um, Le- Leeds and Southampton and it's Bamford and Rafina <clears throat> in terms of expected goal involvement are the best out of if you're comparing Leeds and Southampton so Bamford expected goal involvement is over two <clears throat> this is last four game weeks. And Rafina over two last uh, four game weeks. Ings is below that, one point six eight, so less than less than two. Um, and and then you've got Adams with four big chances. So if Adams plays, you never know. <laughs> um, and then Dallas is the next one in terms of expected goal involvement. And that's someone we didn't mention. Um, if you want a punt, you never know with Dallas. It minus one this week, twelve points <laughs> last week. You don't know what you're going to get, so you're going to have to be one hell of a maverick to go there. But Dallas could reap rewards. Two 12-point weeks in a row. You never know. Could happen. Um, but yeah, look at, looking at the, those sort of stats, expected goal involvement, Bamford and Rafina are the ones. Ings is sort of third to me. So that's how I would... Bamford, Rafina, Ings. Would, yeah. But as you said, is a lot depends on Phillips, doesn't it? For both yeah. of those decisions. So They yeah. conceded four goals in three of the games that he's not played. Yeah. So he is such a, such a big part. So... It's annoying because we aren't going to have that press conference about him until later in the week. So for me, it's very much, here's what I think, mm. but I am waiting for that press conference. Okay, well, let's have a look at the fixtures because there might be some single game week options. Um, often often these get ignored, you never know. I mean, in essence, say, for example, Gundogan did really well this week. Um, it's possible he's out for the next game of the double game week. So in fact, he's a single game week player and he's got 19 points. So it. There's a lot. There's a lot of options that are, that are capable there. Um, so looking at the fixtures there, mm, uh, <laughs> I say mm. so. There's some interesting matchups there, and there's some definite single game week options. Uh, Fernandez against Newcastle. Fernandez has now completed effectively a 38 game week season, and he's averaging. I think it was Neil pointed out he's averaging around seven points a match, and he's had That's 41 right, yeah. attacking returns from 38. Uh, in essence, he's a massively reliable captaincy. <laughs> uh, he's against Newcastle, who who are awful at the moment, and because they don't have Wilson, um, so their attack is blunted. What can they do? Um, Salah 
against a very recently obliging Everton defence and Calvert-Lewin, if he's fit, against a recently obliging Liverpool defence. That could be a, that could be a lot of goals. It's a derby as well. Um, yeah, and of course, I've been looking at yeah, Kane and Son play West Ham. Um, so there are options. Do any of those sort of spring out to you? Yeah, well, Salah is, is staring at me like he wants me to captain him. Um, it's annoying. So we'll, I'll talk about the stats and then I'll talk about mm. some very um, uh, illogical um, sort of way of looking at a derby. Um, last four matches, Salah's had five big chances, uh, which is the second highest in yeah. the league. It's more than Bamford. Uh, he's, but he's had the same number of shots on target. Um, and he's had the same number of shots in the box. So what that says is in that period, um, Salah has shot and shot on target the same amount of time as Bamford, but the chances mm. he's getting are bigger, okay. which means his minutes per expected goal involvement is higher. Um, his shot accuracy is a little bit lower, but his goal conversion is much higher. And of course, um, we know he's on penalties, whereas I still don't always know with, with Bamford at Leeds. Mm. I mean, I think he probably will, but yeah, he's got, he's got a bit of an edge over him there. Um, Liverpool don't seem to have a one player who, when they miss, they're awful because they can still win without Van Dijk yeah. or whatever. So there's less of a, a reliance factor there, as previously discussed with, with Phillips. And um, yeah, Everton's defence looks quite poor. Second worst XGC in the last four matches. And so then you could maybe even argue the same case for Calvert-Lewin. But it's Liverpool v Everton. And even though we've seen some absolute goal fests in recent mm. years, we, we can, I can think of so many times we've done these videos and yeah. gone, Oh, you know, one of them looks decent mm. for this. And then it's a nil nil yeah. or a one, one with like a, a goal, like Tom Davis and uh, mm. I don't know, Wijnaldum get the goals. You yeah. know, that can happen because Liverpool under a lot of pressure, you know, for the first time in a long time, they might come into this game really feeling like they really cannot lose it rather than go into it with, we have to win it. Um, Everton, I think, would probably take a point off Liverpool right now. Of course, I mean, they might, you know, sort of smell blood in the water and, and go for it too. But the, the thing is, with these derbies, are so unpredictable. So um, that puts me off a little bit. Um, but if but anyone who was going to take a bit of a punt, you know, you've just already alluded to the fact that double game week 24, um, Gundogan might end up being a single game week option. Yeah. Um, I, I think that this game week, has less um, kind of reliance on the double game week matches because I still think they're not as attractive no. as the 24 ones were because it'd be that of Man City. They're not anywhere near as attractive as maybe 26 mm. and 27 or like what we're expecting mm -hmm. to come up because of the FA Cup games. Out of most of the double game weeks we've had, this for me is the one where going for a single game week option isn't the worst idea no. in the world. Um, but of course, it may come back down to the effect of ownership because even though... I don't think these double game week matches are as appealing uh, as maybe the masses do. The fact that the masses find them appealing might just establish Bamford as mm. a bit of a monolith you can't avoid. Yeah. Uh, even if they're in inverted commas wrong or yeah. they don't understand the whole Phillips thing or whatever, like that means nothing to them. Nah. So then that sometimes ends up forcing your hand. So um, yeah, that factor is going to hang over our heads as well. Definitely. I mean, this could be a rare week where if you if you got Fernandez, you can celebrate, and you're not captaining him. You can actually celebrate one of his goals, which is um, <laughs> that's a rare thing. Curse is too too popular. Um, yeah, we've got I've got some stats here about just for some of the um, looking at the single game week options here. What I've done is I've sorted this uh, last four game weeks um, expected goals non penalty. Um, so these are the best players 
at the moment in terms of so if you're stripping out penalties and of course some of these players have penalties in their locker so Gundogan is top Sterling's there as well second and then Jesus is there within the top six this is um, which underlines just how potent the Man City defence has been they face Arsenal if Gundogan is fit <laughs> Gundogan is still a great captaincy option so Sterling um, uh, looking for Salah so I'm going to skip I'm going to skip the West Brom forward I'm going to skip Cavani for this one um, although if you are Maverick and Cavani is low owned but you know he's just to me he's not a reliable captaincy pick as shown against West Brom and who came away with points out of the Manchester United players it was of course Fernandes but Salah is interesting you mentioned about the big chances Salah's had five big chances I've seen a lot of people wanting to drop Salah He's got a potential double game week coming up in game week 26. His expected goal involvement is well over three. He's had four goals in his last four. Um, and his expected goals non-penalty is well over two. So he's, he's right up and there. And he's on penalties as well. <laughs> and he's on penalties. So, yeah, that's what so I've stripped away penalties, which of course he is on. And of course he scored against Man City. So yeah, Salah's a great option. He's a great option. Um, he's very reliable we can talk more about the likes of Salah and some of these big heavy hitting shields and whether we should keep them on the Scoutcast uh, this week so do do watch that um, yeah I, I mean I can't I, it, it's a tough one this week in terms of the double game weeks as you said are the double game weeks actually double game weeks and could the likes of Fernandez, even Salah um, do better um, but yeah so just, just before we uh, finish uh, back between Bamford and Rafina, but you're looking at Phillips. Um, would you? I mean, even if let's say Phillips isn't playing, would you still captain Bamford or Rafina? I'm. I've this season in the last number of weeks, I've been very guilty of um, looking at effective ownership or predicted mm. effective ownership and caving. So, if we're talking realistically, probably still Bamford because yeah. at, at, at the bottom of it, I'm just a coward. But yeah. as as the season gets to this stage, I tend to. I tend to go away from it a little bit more mm. if you have ground to make up. I'm sort of about 350k. Um, you know, uh, I've got all my chips left, yeah. so um, I've still sort of got games in hand, so to speak. But um, yeah, it, it's it's probably going to be either Bamford, Rafinha, or Ings, but also sort of depends on my transfers as well. So yeah, yeah. Um, apologies, it's not a cast iron answer, but at the very least, it covers me in the event that I say I'm definitely going with this person and then go with someone else. So. Okay, yeah. <laughs> well, lots to look out for. Um, uh, we'll cover those in our, in our next videos and podcasts, Scoutcast, but also team news at the end of the week. Find out whether Phillips, the key that unlocks all our captaincy decisions, is actually playing. Um, we've mentioned a lot of members area stats here, so do have a look on Fantasy Football Scout uh, about uh, all the all the benefits of being a member. Um, it's great value, and um, you get lots of great insight information there. That we've just presented a snapshot of um, please do press like if you've enjoyed this video and remember to subscribe to keep up to date with all our latest videos and podcasts but in the meantime david thanks so much for joining me and good luck with your captaincy decision just joined uh, good luck to you with yours as well <laughs>